Okay, Terry, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Miss Andretti Stakes Day at Ascot. We're recording the 1-1, the West Australian Racing Podcast. At, uh, it's just after 11 o'clock on Thursday, the 14th of January. Pinjaro is racing today. Esperance is on Friday. You're one of your happy hunting oh, well, I'm, I'm actually, I'm very enthused. Yeah. Very excited about uh, what's to come at Esperance. Friday, BJ. I'm going to lob something up. <laughs> yeah, right? well, maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We're probably going to see a price first. That's okay. the thing. You don't know how excited you can be about a runner until they uh, pop a quote up. And then we figure out what bowler we can find and try and get on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so look, look, Terry's very much looking forward to Esperance tomorrow. Ascot and Geraldton are on Saturday. We've got two meetings yes. on Saturday, which is good. And then there'll the, be some lays up tonight as well. Lays? Yes, I had the week off last week, but we'll be getting back into the lay day, lay days. So yeah. we'll, uh, there's a few I want to take on. So look for those. Yeah. Okay. So, and if you want to, um, if you want to always get Terry's lays when they come out, I think you can do like notifications on Twitter, oh. and, and they alert you. <laughs> hey, and uh, oh, so, so make sure you, uh, yeah, you don't miss out on any of the Guru no. content, the premium stuff. So we're back in the Great Southern on Sunday <laughs> with Mount Barker Sprint Day, hundred thousand dollar Mount Barker Sprint, just to wrap things up on a big week of racing. For those doing form in that race, I'd just uh, highly recommend to look at the fact this is an 87 plus compared to this 72 plus we saw a week ago in the uh, the Fitzpatrick. So um, a lot of those horses you will see are very, very, very poorly weighted um, in the race. So just a, a pointer to anyone having a look at the uh, Mungrup. Is it called the Mungrup? It is the Mount Barker Sprint. Tab it's touch. not the Mungrup no. anymore. The Tab the, Touch. Yeah, the Brad oh, Bet. Okay, the Brad Bet. The Brad Bet Sprint. <laughs> but do you know what, BJ? You can stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels, WA Racing, Mastermind, and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions. Bit of housekeeping, Terry. There we no leg up this week. As I said earlier, I'm on paternity leave. But mm. um, Terry and Daniel Cripps, I don't have those things to worry about just yet. <laughs> Not that we know of. So uh, <laughs> they, uh, the boys, two of the very, very best, they will be, <laughs> they'll be recording an edition of the Wild West. If you, if you want more Guru, more Terry in your life. It's too um, much, isn't it? Betfair Edge. If the notifications aren't enough. <laughs> Betfair Edge, SEN, he's everywhere, our man, uh, PRG. Tell him about the Betfair Edge program on uh, SEN. 9am. You can also jump on the SEN app and get the uh, the podcast version of it. Um, but 9am, 6, 5, 7am. Even if you don't go on, just go on and download the um, the podcast because I think if, uh, if we get enough listeners, they might let me keep doing it. But uh, I don't really know who's listening. It's an odd time. Well, it's not an odd time, I guess. 9 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Miles Fitzner is my co-host. We've got Marty Allen on this week. And Crip comes on for a very quick uh, – gives his best of the day. So for those that uh, are too tight ass to jump into Crip's racing subscription service, you can jump on there and um, and have some of his best. But, uh, no, it's a lot of fun. goes for an hour and um, – yeah, the guests basically come on for 15 minutes and just um, tear me a new one and jump off the phone. So that's it. Marty Allen. Marty Allen, yeah. I'm looking forward to talking to Marty. He's got a good little book and then he's got Fleur. Fleur. <laughs> I can't even do that. That was a lot better before. Uh, he's got Fleur in on Sunday. So there's a fair bit to discuss with uh, with Marty. So I'm um, looking forward to it. But more importantly, BJ, the 1-1 one, one is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Okay. So Ascot, Saturday, the 16th of January is Miss Andretti's Stakes Day. Let's get cracking, Terry. Mm. The rail's out five metres. We've got a maximum of 36 degrees. Sunny winds easterly, 25 to 40 kilometres, decreasing to 20 to 30. Gusts, well, it's, uh, it could, it's all happening on, uh, on Saturday. Uh, 
What are we thinking, Terry? Well, we saw the Big Easterly a fortnight ago. Was it a fortnight ago? I think it was a fortnight. I think it was yeah. Perth Cup Day. We saw the Big Easterly a fortnight ago um, and it played as fair uh, as fair as you would like. So, look, the Easterly didn't do its usual um, on-pace dance that day, but the key thing to remember is when you're looking at a, a set of data over a long period of time, more often than not, when the, with the easterly in play, it is very, very difficult to make ground. It's going to be a hot day. We're racing uh, early. We're back to the 12.43 start rather than the 3.25 p.m. start we saw last week. So, look, sometimes you just have to um, look at um, look at that, that little data point as an outlier and the overriding data from uh, years and years and years and years of Ascot data is that when there's an easterly, it is very difficult to make ground. So I'm going to be allowing for a track um, where those closer to the speed are suited, but we're going to keep an open mind as always. Race one is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Maiden. Only a seven-horse field to kick things off. How are these maidens going, do you reckon? They're yeah. just flying. Seven-horse maiden. I reckon this is a four-horse maiden because I reckon three of these you wouldn't consider horses, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> this is um, – They shall remain they're nameless. nameless. Yeah. yeah. So, actually, you know, so number five, I'm just going to call them by their numbers, I think. <laughs> number five and number six. Dearie, mate, what's going on here? Uh, very, 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 very thin race. Um, uh, this will probably be my uh, one of my biggest bets of the day, though, BJ. So, <laughs> well, I think sometimes when life gives you lemon, do you know what you got to do? Make those lemonades. Uh, speed map-wise, I found it difficult to analyse who is going to lead this race. We might see some aggression from Paul Harvey in one with Molly McGee. I think Ginger Knight from the wide gate is choiceless in regards to a first or last and has led and has shown some speed in the past. So look for Jason Whiting, who looks to have had the choice between Ginger Knight and Molly McGee. Look for Jason Whiting to rock forward here, I think, BJ. Mm -hmm. And Magic Her Magic's Heritage is the one with the most gate speed. The blinkers go off, expecting that Magic's Heritage probably crosses and leads from six with um, maybe Ginger Knight on um, – on his outside, but look, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty keen on horse number one here in Talon. As I said, this isn't a race I really wanted to get too excited about or too stuck into, but I've marked Talon $2.30, and I'm going to tell you why I've marked Talon um, as short as I have, BJ. So tell on, me why. Tell me why. So on debut, uh, Talon has uh, gone around at uh, a million to one. Might have even gone around longer than a million to one on debut. Uh, and it ran a really nice fourth in eye-catching fourth you could say behind miss kentucky native chimes and agent j uh obviously if any of those three are in this race they're probably they're dollar ten they're sub a dollar ten probably in this race um form tapered off a little bit as the campaign went on but you can still look at the fourth behind lording and dark city in that race beat home domineer grand randell who have both broke maiden since south star who's been Stiff not to do so, but more importantly, um, we have a look how he went uh, first up last campaign, went to Kalgoorlie in the famous plunge race, the IC Red, IC Red plunge race. IC Red. <laughs> Mitchie Pateman, a big trial from IC Red the other mm. day as well, actually. Uh, Mitchie Pateman was in the saddle. Uh, it was a really nice second, beaten 1.3 lengths, which I think will look pretty uh, pretty good form the more IC Red races and continues to progress um, in his, her career. Unsure. Um, but the biggest thing from that race was 2.3 lengths further back was Brave Dream. Brave Dream came out to win um, win its next two. Look, it's just – it's form and it's names that these other runners simply don't have um, alongside their name. The horse's two best performances um, in regards to a data sense have been with Mitch Payton in the saddle. Mitch returns here from barrier three. I think he lands on the back of two pretty questionable leaders. Um, yeah, look, I think we're basically – what we're doing here is – 
we're paying, we're taking the four bucks or so about Brett Pope to have this right. I think yeah. if Brett Pope had this right, then it wins. So, um, <sighs> Brett Pope and myself probably don't have a huge affiliation as a punter and trainer combination, to be honest, BJ. But um, look, I, I've marked Talon $2.30. That might look a little bit thin to some, but um, I just think if Talon is anywhere near his best, he maps well, he's got the right jockey on, and he just wins the race. And um, I'm happy to have a pretty big go here. Okay. Uh, I find Brett Pope's, the, the Brett Pope stable, probably the hardest stable in in wa to get a to get a read on um and sometimes those prejudices can shape your uh shape your views especially you pride and prejudice i have not have you re- i'm sure you probably read it in no, English, I, I, english literature back I, in the day i haven't no <laughs> i haven't seen the movie either anyway, i haven't seen it sorry. uh although although there's a bit of a ha, ha, what about this that show on netflix bridgerton that's the no. uh, you, you'd be into that, wouldn't you? No, I haven't seen that yet. I've seen an advertiser. I was looking big. for a good show, but I'm not sure if I'm going to go. My, uh, me, my fiance Lee binged Bridgerton. It's uh, it's a big thing among mm. the the female viewership on Netflix. Okay. It's huge. So I'll probably tune in then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, reading, I'm reading a romantic comedy at the moment. Actually, I was out of books in my household. You, you always surprise me. Well, I was out of books in my household, and um, I've, I've sort of I've got a fairly big bookcase. I like to get through about a book a week, and um, like, I've read all these. What am I going to do? I used to date an author actually. BJ back in the day and um, I found her book there and I was like well she gave it to me so I opened it up and I thought I'll read this book that uh, this girl gave me back in the day and um, I've opened it up and there's about 12 words per page and I thought what's going on here and it's an absolute horror show so I'm um, yeah I'm glad I uh, I'm glad we broke up anyway um, continue you're talking about this maiden so <laughs> that big bookcase really threw me. I'm going to have to check out to see how big this bookcase is. Hey, um, bookshelf. Yeah, bookshelf. Yeah, bookshelf. Yeah. Oh, for me, it was a flip of the coin race between Talon and Ginger Knight. I went for the race fit Ginger Knight coming off. Um, that I think he was. I thought. I thought his first up run Narragin was good. Come to come to town round third was big gap between uh, behind Walchino and uh, the horse of uh, Stefan. Walchino. Wilchena? Wilchena? What was the second horse in that Universal race? Universal Pleasure. Universal Pleasure came mm-hmm. out and won since. Then was beaten in a three-way photo down the straight thousand at Pinjara. Um, hopefully Jason Whiting's positive from the draw, rolls forward, and um, just a process of um, elimination. I've got Ginger Knight on top. Uh, I can see exactly where Terry's coming from, but I'll be staying out of this race. From a tipping point of view, I went Ginger Knight to beat Talon, and they were the only two horses that I was really inf- interested in. I must say, I think I'd love to get hold of a horse called Belafonte Boy. I reckon it's got mm. wins in store. It's gone first up 1,400 on the 9th of January. That was last Saturday. Back to 1,100, blinkers on, riding change, gate two. I don't know. It's, it's a sort of weird sort of concoction going on there. But I think Belafonte Boy is a horse. He might even be the horse with the most upside in the race. But uh, I don't think he can win this. I don't know. I tipped him and backed him last week, actually. Um, didn't get didn't get a lot of luck at No, times. I thought it was the wrong ride. Yeah. Belafonte boy's a horse that's off the bit at the 600 most starts and um, needs to be muscled into it, and you'd prefer to see a sustained run. Clint went back and looked for runs. It was just – I get very frustrated, BJ, when I feel that um, a jockey or – they're not given the instructions to maximise the horse's tools and uh, and strengths, and I think that was the case with Belafonte boy. I don't think it costed a – Placing or whatnot, but uh, I'm not sure if back to the 1100 is all that suitable, but I agree. It's definitely got some upside. All right. 
so Terry's launching race one. I am staying out. Race two, Own the Dream 2021 launch plate, 1,100 metres for the two-year-olds. If you missed our interview with uh, with Dan Morton in the um, in the full edition of the 1-1, one, one, he, he mentioned that he's likely to be siding with Paul Harvey as the replacement rider for number one top of the mountain in this race. But it's a two-odd race with a, I guess, a small blend of race experience versus trial form. The um, the winning trial of Amelia's Chant, uh, over $100,000 yearling purchase from the Simon A. Miller stable. Now that was enough, especially with William Pike in this, that was enough for Amelia's Chant to come up favorite in this race. 245 at present and the uh, the other trial winning debutante, uh, talk about you is 280, they dominate the market. However, for me, it feels as though this is a race that I can find something around those two favorites. Um, do you agree with that sentiment, Terry, or are you looking to lock in one of these fancies? No, I agree with you. I, I think uh, what we see here is two youngsters who have both obviously got plenty of ability but both managed to find the top in trials and run along and a lot of these youngsters are educated to jump and run and rail and it's going to obviously be a different story here. Um, Amelia's Chant, when Kira Yule rode it in a recent trial, looked to have uh, plenty of gate speed. So I do think Amelia's Chant can probably cross and find the fence. But it's not a certainty, especially with Dion's runner underneath Green, Green and Shady, Shady. Yep. Um, who goes, uh, who looks to go pretty quick in the 400-meter jump outs we have seen to date. So, I mean, if Green and Shady does kick up and lead, instantly I reckon Amelia's chant and uh, to especially talk about you from Barrier 8. They're in a um, – Cactus, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, I wouldn't say Amelia's chant is Cactus, but mm. I'd say talk about you is probably Cactus at that point in time. Mm. So uh, major, major risk there. Even if they go forward and take each other on, this is the 1100 as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that could be telling on debut when they've obviously trialled over the 1,000 metres and fitness may be some type of issue. But, um, yeah, I, I think we can look to get them beaten. Um, um, Glacier Miss is one you want to talk about. But I'm, I'm pretty happy siding with um with danny morton's um with runner at the, at the current quotes it's not a race i marked as such it was more uh it was more on feel but i thought the um as i mentioned talking to danny before i thought the debut trial was really nice uh didn't begin all that well so i'd, I'd like to see improvement in a that's the key i think a barrier amount of sense yeah. but i reckon from barrier 11 last start when brad willer had to snag i reckon he actually Begun a lot better. Yeah. Yep. So I think he just had to snag because of the draw. So look, I'm expecting top of the mountain. Hopefully, um, it's not an impossibility to land somewhere near a 1 1 here. Um, from barrier four, 10, 11 bucks each way. Uh, I don't want to have a huge go here, but um, I definitely want nibble. to. I definitely want to have a little each way nibble. Mm -hmm. I think just a. <laughs> It's a little, a little chew on this one, I think. So Danny Morton can't do much wrong at the moment. All right. So I think that with the Easterlies involved, Green and Shady's gate speed that it's shown in, in trials, Amelia's Chant will be looking to go forward. Marty Allen's always pretty uh, likes his horses to, to roll as much as possible and talk about you did its best when uh, finding the rail in front in that uh, in that lead-up barrier trial. So there's been a bit of support for it this morning since, mm -hmm. the, uh, since the odds went up. I, I think those three will be jostling out in front. There'll be a bit of pressure up the top. Are they strong enough to absorb that pressure and, and still withstand some closes? That's why I was leaning towards Glacier Miss and Top of the Mountain, which Terry Terry um, mentioned. I'm going to side with Glacier Miss, has race experience, ran third behind a couple of handy horses, um, in my opinion, um, uh, on debut. Was it was a 50 to 1? That was actually quite a strong two-year-old race. It was a full field of 13 runners. Jason Whiting was on board. 
uh, Six Carat One and a horse called Hear Me Sing, which is a full relation to Watch Me Dance. Hear Me Sing, very well regarded youngster from the Steve Wolf camp. Uh, this run was was as good as the winner, as good as the second place horse. There was a bit of form behind her as well, Glacier Miss. From two, I think she's going to get the going to get last crack at these leaders if they run along and Glacier Miss just gets sucked into the race behind them. Bit of galloping room, uh, top of the wazza, maybe the horse out, uh, top of the mountain rather, maybe the horse outside Glacier Miss making it hard for Joey as a party to find galloping room. However, if he does, I think Glacier Miss can wear down these leaders and be basically the last horse standing on the mm-hmm. line. But but I'm I'm with Terry. I, I think that top of the mountain price is definitely value. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I agree with you. If gun to head and I was getting the same price, Glacier Miss, top of the mountain, I'd be with Glacier Miss. Yep. Um, just, but when you're talking 420 compared to 11 bucks, uh, the value is definitely with the uh, with the latter. We love a long-term game here at the 1-1, BJ. Absolutely. So moving on. All right, let's watch those two clear out and win by six now. <laughs> yeah, Pike and, Pike and Parnham going strive for stride It's interesting to see how Simon Miller's two-year-olds go this year because by his lofty standards, uh, I think he had a pretty quiet year last year with a two-year-old. So um, We'll have to ask him that when we get him on the show soon. Very, very soon he will be on the show very uh, shortly. So I'm uh, very much looking to that in coming weeks, looking forward to that in coming weeks, I should say. Okay. Race three is the People Start Handicap, 1,400 metres, ratings 72+. plus. Um, not a bad race, this. However, I think that just about every person uh, across the globe would have black booked last of the line last Saturday. It was a huge run first up in the Cryptic Love. Are we are we talking about Cryptic Love no, I'm, Yeah. Are we prepared to go there at the well, moment? A few people have asked me because they obviously know that I was following Cryptic Love very closely and I said we will get a good quit out of Cryptic Love at some stage this Prep, campaign. Yeah. Um, Probably at a price too, because I think some of the um, some of the unlucky runs have been a little bit hidden. But um, look, I could not, I did not think Cryptic Love was a Matty Derrick horse. I didn't think Cryptic Love was a fourteen hundred meter horse. So I didn't have a cent on at the sixty seventy bucks last week, um, which was uh, very upsetting. But at the same huge, time, I never huge considered... uh, huge on the exchange. Yes, huge. Was it three figures? Was what, it hundred dollars plus? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to look to be honest with you. So I. Um, it was well. It was, the, it was the ride that won the race as well. They're, they're all trying to go wide and circle them, and um, yeah, it was just very simply the horses that saved saved the ground. Was that, um, was that, was that that'll be a good form race? Going was that time. was that Maddie or was that La- uh, Rail Ramoli on Cryptic Love? Like, yeah, hey, it was, it was a it was a rails hugging ride. It was Rail Derek, wasn't yeah. it? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was a super super win. So unfortunately, we're not going to get our Cryptic Love fill this campaign. Oh. As hoped, but um, look, as, as I just mentioned, I think this will be a very big form reference going forward. Last of the lines off the seven days. Uh, trial was super prior to that. They opted to snag. Um, I think they were sort of willing to do either. You could see yep. Ryan Hill bounce out last start and said, okay, I'm going to have to use a lot of fuel to go forward here. First up. First yep. up, exactly right. Went back and it's a position it's never really been in in, in the past. Um, last of the line, in all fairness, it's a horse that's got 10 out of 10s and he probably – Probably did get another ten out of ten just about from Ryan Hill, but that, that's that's the best he could do from the gate. Um, last time well, out, well, actually, last of the line and Cryptic Love were side yeah. by side. They're racing, they're running in pairs. Last of the line goes has to go yeah. around Cryptic Love, follows the rail, and it, what did he get? Beat? He had to go. He did have to go. It was one and a half in the end, so yeah. I think he did have to go wide. Um, of the course, way the yeah. race was set up. If, if yeah. you swap the positions, you probably swap the result there. Um, but we couldn't find a better speed map for him here. Um, I actually can't. 
I'll be surprised if this isn't most people's best bet on the entire card. It just looks such a suitable setup against so many horses with question marks against them. So Maginica, who was huge first up, um, Christy Bennett jumps on. And, geez, Christy Bennett is riding seriously well at the moment. You really need to respect her three kilo claim. Horses, um, I love to talk about horses running for jockeys. Horses are going for about- They're going, loving her. Oh, they're absolutely loving her. Yeah. Um, so Maginica will lead them up here. Maginica is a better horse fresh, despite being a little bit long in the two now tends to do his best running um, fresh in his campaign. So look for Maginica to big lead run, him. big run the other huge, day. Huge, yeah, yeah, it was huge. Look for Maginica to lead him up with the um, with the big easterly in play, and he's he's not impossible to yep. pick it. If uh, it was my second pick, I think. Maginica, yes, yeah. yep, definitely. It was a clear second elect for me too. Um, but Maginica should lead him last of the line. Should be hopping onto the back of Maginica, but. A lot of that will come down to what Lactar does on War God, and if War God does kick up, then you're probably talking. Um, last of the line will either end up breezing or I'm expecting more aggression from Tycoon Storm, uh, who will now be ridden by CJP. Um, Tycoon Storm has been a little bit flat at, um, at her last couple. So I'm just from the wide gate. I can't see the stable just saying, all right, let's try to sit her again. I think there might be a bit more aggression showing here deeper into a campaign, but that's just a thought process that may not eventuate. Um, she's obviously very talented, but I, I simply can't have her with the setup of this race. Then just a quick go through of the rest. Tollman with the 60s already a query, but Tollman's off 35 days. Phone me is a query at this level and is off 35 days. Fred Dagg's back last. Paris and George is a horse that really needs to wind up and rev up into its races. I don't know with the big easterly and the suitable maps for Maginica and last he'll, little he'll be He'll be launching, but too late. He will be, yes. Yeah. He'll be definitely launching um, very late. War God needs to build into a campaign wait for uh wait for him to drop a few points and probably the senior to go back on with war god um i think that's that's the entirety of the field so i just simply don't have a a horse to beat um no, last of the line here. so what so, did you what did you think when the the local uh, agency went up 370 this morning i wish i didn't have a restricted account <laughs> <laughs> I and just just to, just to put into context, it's two sixty at time of recording at the moment. Yeah, two sixty two sixty still a cracking price yeah. for me. So I, I've marked. Uh, bear with me. I've marked last of the line of flat even money, um, and I marked um, Maginica at six dollars twenty. So I, I think we can have a reasonably confident bet on last of the line, comfortably your best bet on the card. And I'm not afraid to make sure we square up on Maginica at the nine, 10 bucks as well with the Eastley in play. And I'm really banking on, and Kay Bennett, exactly yep. right. I'm really banking on a uh, leader leaders back type setup and um, and that should be your race. And I'm, I'm pretty confident they'll probably run the Cornella, but I'm more confident that last of the line will um, we'll get the chockies. Yeah, that, that run last Saturday, Beautiful platform run for last yep. line. Wouldn't have heard him. He actually has run some pretty. I don't know what your data says, but I reckon he's run some big figures during his first preparation mm -hmm. uh, in fast races, and some of that was was stalking the, the hot speed as well. So if if Christy Bennett wants Bennett wants to roll along, and Ryan Hill wants to hopefully stay in Medjanika's slipstream, then that the horse will thrive off that, especially with that grounding run last Saturday. Sj Stephen Miller. Doing uh doing really good things at the moment with his with his team at this uh, early stage of 2021, 55 kgs looks set up sweetly. Last of the line, very keen. Just wins, huh? I think so. <laughs> uh, what price uh, you had? Maginica second elect as well. Second elect. I, yeah. I didn't get a chance. As I said, I didn't do my leg up or yep. my best bets work this week, so I didn't do any markets. But he was. Uh, I had Maginica in the ranking second second mm -hmm. five. Yeah. Yep.
So, I mean, at, at the current, you're talking sort of 250, 260, and then nine bucks. You can easily sort of have your, it's the type of thing you can have your eight and a half. You're betting 10 units, have eight, eight and a half units last of the line and one and a half on. Imagine Eka to make sure you don't lose on the race. Take a little bit of cheese off the top, but um, yeah, bit no, bit very keen. Bit of strategy there. Just a, the yes, just to clarify as well, just that compared to talent in the first for a, a yard, I don't have a huge amount. Um, of success with it's definitely a far larger investment on last of the line far more confidence okay. on last of the line just for a confidence rating bj love it race four the amelia park handicap special conditions graduations 60 plus over the 1400 meters i imagine uh, i haven't checked the market just briefly giant leap has to be all the rage doesn't it yeah, he is. He is all the rage. He's the only one I, I was really super keen to be on, but I knew he'd never hit my price. 215, um, 220, sorry, yeah, listeners. That's, yep. that's thin. That's very thin. I mean, you've got to look. I mean, I know Giant Leap was unsuited at the 1,000 last start, but <clears throat> well, Giant Leap's put in a couple of was, runs. Was he unsuited the way that that race was run, no, he though? could have been any better suited. That, that race shape was incredible. Was how slow they went um, up front. He got in the three-wide line, sort of got sucked into it with, with like – yeah. Should have uh, been a gift from should. there, really. Night Voyage was deep the trip. Again, Christy Bennett. Kay Bennett. Uh, yeah. It was deep the trip, no cover. And in all fairness, Giant Leap was in front everywhere bar, bar yeah. the post. Yeah, it was um, out-bobbed, out yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the big thing with this race is your speed map. So you got uh, Peppy Jack from six, you got B Quick from eight, and you have Classy Macro, who will now be ridden by Joey as a party from barrier nine. I'm expecting they're going to have to go back on Saucy Jack from 10, but if they try and be aggressive, that's another sort of element to the map. Um, from there, just in behind them, you've got Bruce Almighty from one, Grey Wolf Seminole Brave. three. Seminole Brave doesn't have to be too far from them. So and the, the, the Fagazzi, Sean McGrady's been bouncing him out as yes, well. Yes, exactly know. right. So the Fagazzi can be close as well and is probably better suited back to the 1,400 metres, but it's just going to be a messy old map in front. Giant Leap probably gets somewhere close to last again but this to me has all the hallmarks of a race it'll be a last man standing type job it'll be a mess up front it'll be something finishing over the top of them giant leaps the obvious in that sense um i'm expecting him to to work past him his best form has been at the 1400 mm. still not i don't think giant leaps going to be a top liner for Bob. Um, I remember saying that about Regal Power before he won an All-Star Mile. And, tr and truly great. And truly great. I did definitely. I said truly great will be a dispersal horse, I think. <laughs> um, I, I can't see the same improvement in Giant Leap, which probably means get on him for next year's <laughs> railway. Um, but I uh, I do think the race setup looks perfect for him. The other, the other runner, and I thought we'd get a better price than what he's gone up. I'm going to be looking to bet on the exchange BJ late. Um, pending what the pending what the market does is the the horse right down the bottom in Western Rhythm. Yeah. Um, reckon that I reckon that this uh, this mare has had very little luck in her short career. What was going on in Albany today? Well, it was just that was that was one of my favourite betting races for the year because uh, Aussie Galati from the Awkward Barrier travelling down to Albany. It's gone up. I think it went up two dollars twenty, and Fangio went up four fifty or something like that. And it was just, just the most incorrect market. That's why I love the country stuff. They're just the little nuances that. I mean, Aussie Galati from the wide gate and a horse is going to take a sit. That you know, I wouldn't take ten bucks. It's kind of two twenty type thing, you know. And Fangio was backed off the mat one accordingly, um, but I just put a line through that. And you go, oh, it was beaten. It didn't run yeah. on. It didn't do this or that. Just I just genuinely don't even. You don't even need to watch it. You just see Aussie Galati from ten gone back on a massive leader bias Albany surface and just put a line through it. Previous run, it's got excuses when My Fair Valentine nicked at mid-race. That horse has won again since to make that form look a little bit better. Previous start with Carlene on 
with a different ride, just about wins Almost a good thing that $100,000 race. And she didn't claim that day. Um, and then you go back to some of its previous runs in its career there. They're huge, they're huge runs. They're good numbers. Uh, recent trial was good. Um, that, was, was a, that was a good trial, actually. There was two behind that that caught the eye. If you Listeners, if you want to catch a couple of top-notch top notch trialers, TTs. look at the two behind Western Rhythm in that trial. Yeah. Yes, very much so. So I, I just think Western Rhythm uh, with the 54, it's a 60 plus 58 rider, but I think um, she easily could have won another couple and be carrying sort of 56, 57 here. And I always look for horses that are yet to reach their mark. So um, look, I, I think Western Rhythm can run you a race. I was hoping to see something high teens each way would have made it a nice each way bet for me. But I think with the likely support for Giant Leap, the fact that the Figazi, Peppy Jack, even Be Quick, Bruce Almighty is going nicely. Had a good collect on Bruce Almighty mm. last night actually the place at um what was that in the Mandarin Cup about 12 bucks a place anyway a little trumpet um but I'm expecting there to be a fair bit of money I think I think I think I think I think we can wait and grab some $15 plus late Western Rhythm each way unless we're seeing 270 late Giant Leap um that'll be that'll be me BJ but uh yeah race I'm not as enthused to get too involved in I'm a bit more bullish about Giant Leap's ceiling and his upside mm -hmm. than than Terry I think I think this horse has just been raw and has been doing everything on pure yep. pure talent. His his thousand meter it was just an odd race from Peter's investment to to um, select for Giant Leap's first up run, but he was still backed off the map and was in front a stride before and a stride after the line. So um, they almost they almost pulled off something that I didn't think they were capable of pulling off. I think this horse is uh, is going to charge his way through the grades. I think he just wins on Saturday. How the the case that you make for Western Rhythm is the case that I kind of wanted to make for Seminole Brave as well. Mm -hmm. Three wide, no cover. Second up the other day, he uh, I thought he he was still as the name suggests brave. Um, he was a bit neward late in his race. Uh, boxed on really competitively, considering how much work he did and and punching that breeze from four. I think he's going to get the the run just behind. And as Terry sort of mentioned, the the map. There's going to be some. There's going to be some gate speed, early speed in this race. Seminole Brave from four should be able to land in a suitable running position. Um, ga uh, clear galloping room on straightening. I think he's capable of boxing on into the finish. I reckon he might even look the winner at some stage before being swallowed up late by Giant Leap. But I think we're in, in agreement that Giant Leap, all things being equal, should be winning. Yep. Uh, Terry Terry's thinking about. Something outside the square being Western Rhythm. My thought process on the on the similar scale as to what the Guru was alluding to will be Seminole Brave. I'm looking hopefully for a similar fifteen dollar plus mark on Betfair on the exchange late. I think we'll see it. I think that Giant Leap will take up a good fifty percent of the book on the yep. exchange late. Um, look, we'll probably see it win. We'll see it win well, and we'll say, "Geez, probably overmarked that." I think I've got Giant Leap at about two forty in a ninety percent book. So, I mean, you're talking hundred percent book. It's not far off that two dollar mark, but just can't take them when they're um, thinner than my quotes, unfortunately. So this will be a race where I dare say I'll probably take the Western Rhythm price late, watch Giant Leap win easily and um, I lose on the race, which I got pretty right. But, 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 um, but punted well. Punted well. <laughs> you like hearing that from me, don't you? How'd you go at Bunbury yesterday, Terry? Oh, I didn't ask, but I punted well. <laughs> um, but yes, no, Giant Leap for me. If we do get a little price late, I'm happy to play, but uh, it'll probably be Western Rhythm and it's um, Seminole Brave for a bit of value for Bernard Ryan. Okay. Okay, BJ, it's now time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. That's right, Terry. The Mundaring, it's been the heart of the hills since 1899. Located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring 
If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day. Let him know you're a one-one listener. Feed, flutter, froffies. It's all happening up there. Beautiful spot to be, especially in, in the summertime up in the uh, in the hills, Mundaring. Congratulations to episode fifty-nine WA Racing. Sorry, fifty-eight WA Racing Mastermind winner Tim Marlow. Tim got all the uh, the Perth Cup themed questions correctly, all four of them, and uh, that's his his first victory in the Mastermind. So congratulations, Tim! That one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. So to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll have to answer the following three questions correctly. I have two, and the Guru has one that he wants to uh, whack in on the end. So we'll start off at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Question one, who rode Miss Andretti to win the Miss Andretti Stakes, then known as the Rueybon Stakes, back in 2005? So who was the jock who rode Miss Andretti to win the Rueybon back in 2005? That is the question. Bit of a whatever happened to there. Question two, name the WA-based stallion currently standing at stud, who won the Miss Andretti Stakes back in 2016. Mm, He's uh, got some two-year-olds going around at the moment, actually. And I'll throw to Terry for question number three. Question number three. Um, It's good to be on this side of the fence for once. Question number three. In the last decade, uh, Mitchie Pateman delivered arguably, not arguably, it was the The, best ever. The the best best ever. Salute. that I've seen, just about I've ever seen, uh, in a munger up sprint. What horse was he on? That's it. Yeah, of course. We needed to whack a Mount Barker sprint race into uh, question into the competition because the Mount Barker sprint, of course, is being run this Saturday. Sunday. Sunday, rather. So question one is correct, Terry. Thank you. Uh, the book. Uh, no, question two, no, negative. No, I didn't think so. Yeah. So Breeding is not my thing, as you know. They are the three questions to be crowned this week's mastermind please send us your answers via direct message on twitter at the one one pod if you miss those questions they'll obviously be posted on our twitter feed later this afternoon okay bj race five interesting little battle for the three-year-olds here in the uh in the schweppes plate over the 1200 meters schweppes 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 and all eyes here will be on magical dream um pretty similar for me uh set up here in the fact that it's it's the horse you probably want to be on like giant leap in the last but um whether we see an acceptable price or not is the next question i think the first thing we need to look at here is um is a speed map for magical dream because i think a lot of people will see the fact that it was jagged back to last um at her last three outings but at her last three outings she's drawn eighth of 10 8 of 10 12 of 14 and 11 of 13 and jade mcnaught was forced to go back um in races with a reasonable amount of tempo so from barrier four shades are going on that's a real sign of intent isn't it one-eyed that's uh that's oh one-eyed is it yeah so the horses the horse has been ducking in quite yes savagely yes. Un- under under pressure Blinkers ah, near, near side. side. Yes, yeah, so yep. I missed the missed the near side. So that does make sense. I when I was following this horse last campaign, I was really excited about William possibly hopping on for one of the features. Yep. Um, because while it was ducking in like that, I felt um, with Pikey in the saddle rather than Jade McNaught. Um, and Pikey's obviously a very strong hands and heels jockey, and there isn't a better sit and sprint jockey in WA, if not potentially in Australia. 
Uh, I thought the horse would have – he could have corrected the horse himself with his style of riding. So the, the near side blinker going on um, is definitely a positive, but William Pike in the saddle is the biggest positive of the lot. And gate four as well. And gate four. Yeah. I think they can probably settle three pairs back one off type thing. And, and with normal luck in the straight, I think Magical Dream should be winning. But back to the 1,200 metres, a little freshen up with the easterly in play. Um, there's just still some risk at the – you're talking $2.30, $2.20, $2.30. It'll need to be revved up to win, won't it? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly right. So, look, I think she should be winning. I don't want to bet around her. But um, I look at a horse like our Danny, who's absolutely flying last start and really got to respect that victory last time out when she sat um, she sat three deep the trip, had no right to, uh, to hold them off there. It was a really, really, really strong victory. This map looks slightly more suitable for her and the fact that I think she can find the outside of shock result here. Um, how much pressure she gets from Bumper Humper, I'm not too sure. But look, from the breeze, if she gets uh, if she gets uh, a nice little head start on Magical Dream, who could find a few traffic issues, she's more than capable of nicking it. Um, one horse I'm expecting big improvement from, I won't be on, is um, is all-day session from the barrier. I think yep. you can um, get a nice little cart into the race. I love Mitchie Pateman going on these type of horses and um, expecting all-day session at um at close to 20 bucks uh, to improve but um no for me it's um for me the race should be won by magical dream but i think our danny can um can give some cheek bj you did that whole spiel and you didn't even mention our man mike santich lacked yeah, a ramoli starfield impact first up yeah, it was a nice little uh, nice little trial for Keshaw Duran um, down the 400-metre little whackouts. But uh, I don't know if Starfield Impact came back the same horse last campaign. So uh, happy taking on Mike at my peril, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, at your own to peril, my, that's for to sure. My, to my detriment. <laughs> and uh, one little small little comment before I give my mm -hmm. spiel. How's Keep Your Feet going with the um, at the barrier draws? It's yeah, it's uh, yeah, stiff. So set, uh, jump from seven of seven first up, ran second to Madame Toria. Ten of ten, uh, second up, ran second to our Danny, beating a breath, as my father would say. Now it's jumping from barrier ten of eleven, and it's basically the widest gate because Bumper Humper probably goes forward. So, yeah. Um, one thing I will say is last time out, it was the race you wanted to be in the three wide line. I thought it had every mortal chance to win. I thought the wide gate was actually. It worked out in favour of keep your feet. Um, so, yeah, I think if it couldn't win that one, it can't win this one mm. from the wide gate. That would um, that would really add a bit of fuel to the Chris Parner versus William Pike fire if uh, Chrissy Parner can, can get, get this uh, one home, can yeah. get him up from barrier ten. But twelve hundred, twelve hundred as well might be. Yeah, I think it's suitable. Yeah. But I mean, he had every mortal from the wide gate. It's just. Yeah, you just you've just, just got to suspect Magical Dream saves the ground, and I think Magical Dream's a better horse as well. So yeah. there's just um, there's just so much in the favour of Magical Dream, and even our Danny over Keep Your Feet. So it's a great use of the claim from Luke Fernie here, I think as well. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm obviously with Terry and with the market as well. Magical Dream, that one-eyed blink. I thought some of her well, her Belgravia Stakes win was excellent. Just come from last, tracked up in the three-four wide line, peeled Jade McNaught. Just swooped upon them. That was a good good field. Um, knocked them off. I think that was Mystical View ran second. Gemma's son and Watch Me Dance were in the photo there for third. Like it was a it was a 
good as the Belgravia always is. Then her Burgess Queen run behind Dan Morton's um, Starfield Snickerdoodle Dandy and kiss on all four cheeks was huge. Come from last on um, on Melbourne Cup day that day and uh, ran third. And then her Champion Phillies run was was big as well when she's just ducking in, having to come from last on a on a heavy eight. Freshened up, so it's been what sixty-three days between runs. It just yeah, looks. This is a really good option. First up option, twelve hundred meters for Magical Dream. Um, even luck in running, galloping room. I think she's going to put these away. Too good, class yep. up, class above. I'm with you. Um, but um, so yeah, what just about what we want to probably just about what we want to dive into yep. price wise, you know. So as said, there's some minor risk. I I just think there's better spots to go at two dollars twenty, two dollars thirty. In saying that, probably ends up trading a dollar ninety five or something just because it's going to be the the boom horse, the gate, the one eyed blinker. Um, there's a lot that's um, there's a lot that's in her favour, and um, yeah, it's the type of uh, the colours that get crunched, and the two dollars thirty might look like good shopping in the end, but um, I'm I'm. Um, well, so what what 50, what 50. what what price do you do you two sixty would probably get me yeah two sixty would get me here so um it is and it is a game of those thin margins for me to be honest with you I could watch her go around win at two dollars thirty and I won't bat an eyelid okay so more strategy from the guru mm. race six the Crown Sports Bar handicap twenty two hundred meters this is a fascinating little middle distance affair for the rating sixty six plus brigade. What do we do with a few of these horses, Terry? Like that, that feeder race, which was the Perth, on Perth Cup Day, it was the last event, the Get Out Stakes, twenty two hundred meter graduation. That day was won by Hook Barted, and gave Christy Bennett a winning treble on Perth Cup Day. That was uh, incredible stuff. Um, sort of come from last, a conspicuous last. Circled him, circled him, and won. Fended off Winifer, who's also in this oh, race. Tell you what, I had, an, I had a few froffies by that stage of proceedings, <laughs> BJ, and I had an absolute launch. At Winifer at the, I think, 45, 50 bucks bet fair. And abs- I had an absolute launch at that stage of the day. I was already on Casa Rosada, so I bet the pair of them. And um, at the 200, because I know the, I knew the amount of work that Ukbar Ted had done to that point in time. And I thought, this has got a tire. I thought, this has got a tire here. And, and Winifer's going to go straight uh, straight past it. And um, then, yeah, about the 80, you could tell that wasn't going to occur. So uh, I calmed down. And then I was like, oh, at least I backed it for the. No, I didn't bag it for the place. Good stuff. Very, very astute. About eight bucks a hole. So, um, no, good punting once again. I, in the same race, Just I actually had salt in the truly great wound that was gaping. I had something on Baramagic in that race as mm. well. And he circled the field, hit the front, and got swamped late and ran third. He's in this race as well. There are Maddies, weren't they? Yeah, there Second are Maddies. Third. Yep. Mm. There are Maddies. Mm. Now, throw into the mix Treasured Crown, who was Lactar Romolu, three wide, three or four wide, the the entire did he have cover? I don't think he no, did. He didn't no, have cover, no. It he was just sort of tried to take cover off Barramagic when he went round. Yeah, and he was a bit sloppy in the saddle. But it was its first run in fifty something days. Mm. Um, uh, so Treasure Crown is Romolu to Pike Gate fourteen to five has that grounding run now, and then you can throw into the mix. Two mares coming out of the Latrice, which is eighteen hundred meter Group Three race. They ran fourth and fifth respectively in Lonsdale Lady and Defiantly. So there's a few different threads. There's a few different layers to this race. Uh, Terry, and then to top it all off, I see in the official race book, the uh, the guys that have put put this race book together have tipped the Roan Ranger on mm. top. So <laughs> not not sure about that. One. Not sure about that one either. No, but um, if it gets up, good luck to them. So there's a bit happening here, and there's uh, there's a few different pathways that um, that we can weave our way down. What what's your Pathway read? Am I going down? What's well, your read on this? It was easier this morning when the prices went up because there was a bit more. There was a little bit of meat there to to chew around. But uh, first of all, I don't know if the Roan Range. I don't know if Black Melody in the twenty eight rock form is going to hold up. But we were just talking about um, scenic shot 
with Danny Morton earlier. The Roan Ranger, and it's just a, this is just a feel thing, gives me the feel of a horse that will compete at higher levels. Um, didn't know how to win for a long time, but I, I'm not expecting the Roan Ranger to be disgraced here, but it's nowhere near my price. I'm not going to consider the Roan Ranger, but there's two horses I want to consider here. Look, I think Ukbar Ted will, I think from the wide gate, I, we've just got to take it on. Um, I think... Horses eventually just get to a point where um, they've already peaked or, or whatnot. So Ukbar Ted's one I'm going to look to take on. Lonsdale Lady, the jury's still out on exactly how she's going. Will she stay um, from barrier nine? Does she have to go right back? What are they going to do? You know, Because we know um, Kieran's openly said, Kieran McDonough, the, the trainer, has openly said that they they can't lead on the horse uh, for her own well-being. Um, so they'll be looking to take cover. Rearwoods, um, we know how good she is and she's, she's more than capable of blousing this field at her best. And to be honest, if I'm not successful this race, I sort of hope um, that she does come out and win because um, I know she means a lot to Kieran and uh, he does a very good job with the horse. But for me, the two we're going to look at a treasured crown. Um, we can probably put a line through the last run. I just think that the question we need to ask is, can Adam get her to improve enough in 14 days um, fitness-wise to to win this race? She'll get a cuddled-up run here midfield. Hey. Uh, he will get a cuddled up run here midfield. <laughs> Pikey will produce at the right time. Uh, everything will be um, in this horse's favour. Um, we know that he's probably the one with the most upside in this race. Well, not probably. I'd say he is. Lonsdale Lady is the other, I'd suggest. Um, it's just about whether we can improve him enough in, in the 14 days, and that's something we can only um, we can only sort of guess on. Um, but Defiantly was just so good in winning at Ascot a month ago. Um, and then in the Latrice, as a 65 Raider in a Group 3, it was just so far out of her depth. Um, she sat deep the trip and she kept on coming to the line. Like, I thought her run was just so, so big. If you go back through Defiantly's form, A, she's a horse that goes for Lucy Warwick and B, she's a horse that holds form um, once she finds once it. Once she so, finds that sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, she does. Barrier four and five. There's weak speed in this. You're going to see Blaze and Kazar roll forward with um, – with Frosty Heart, probably. Look, it's weak speed. They should be finishing over the top, and I think you'll find that uh, Defiantly and Treasured Crown are the two. We can only speculate on how well Treasured Crown's going, but we have we can be pretty confident Defiantly can hold form and, and run another good race of that nature. So I'm going to be looking here to, to probably back Defiantly, save Treasured Crown in a, in a race that's not overly exciting, but um, it'll just be two out in the quaddy for me. Did the form last night, and I... Felt as though I might be looking at double figures defiantly, and she mm. ended up my on topper uh, for all the reasons that you you mentioned. That win two starts ago was actually a, a, quite a fast race. Knocked um, got got the better of Aragain, who was a um, tearaway leader on the day, That's and uh, yeah, more, more salt in the wounds there, mm. Terry, and. Um, just three wide, no cover, and they didn't. It's not like they went slow in the Latrice either. They um they sort of dance music had them rolling along just a bit bit above benchmark to the eight hundred. Then they ramped things up, and she was she was entitled to pop and um and sort of um, puncture, but she didn't, and that's a sign of a horse in form. I'm on Lucy Warwick watch big time at the moment. Similar to what you were saying about Christy Bennett, Lucy just seems as though she's riding with a lot of. Confidence. freedom mm. and a lot of sort of um quiet confidence at the moment and um horses are really traveling for her um i think well, i'll touch on a lucy warwick ride two races from now as well uh, i think defiantly from four as terry said the speed's not great 
I just feel as though Lucy's going to have this horse in the spot. And, um, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a race in two as well, Defiantly and Treasured Crown. Ukbar, Ted, can it go back to last again, circle and do it again? Or was that just a race shape thing? It was an incredible performance under the circumstances. Lonsdale Lady, just a few trust issues there with her at the moment. She's her, her, She got held up a little bit too in the Latrice and probably should have finished a bit closer. But for me, I'm trusting more Defiantly and Treasured Crown. They're the two. I'm with you. Dutcheroo. Hard to know best prices here as well. It's this is a race where it's it's a bit sticky for me. I've got Defiantly three eighty, Treasured Crown four forty, so we can sort of take the five five fifty. But I'm expecting if you do that, one of them will end up significantly shorter. One will end up longer. Just yep. does Defiantly drift because it's the um, the country trainer? Does Treasured Crown firm because you got Durant Pike Peters? Uh, do they look at? top ratings and how they've gone and, and defiantly his last two runs suggest that it should be a clear favorite um in this race so it's, it's really interesting and it's it's a market i can't really predict how it's going to move but um i'm probably of the opinion you can take the two prices one of them will start shorter one will start longer which i'd be happy with race seven seacourt handicap thousand meter graduation special conditions 60 plus raiders uh yeah there's a there's a there's so much speed in this race what did your map look like, Terry? I mean, we've got we've got <laughs> speed from crashing across with Nemiroff from nine. Prince Devoutley's returning from a long layoff. He's got Gates people, I mean, not as fast as them. Then we've got Glasgow Girl with new trainer Brad Graham, who set who scorched the turf in her lead-up trial win. Boss Taurus can go forward. Janora likes to go forward. There's Time to Sizzle likes to go forward. Uh Weapons, weapons, weapon Sun raced outside leader the other day and, mm -hmm. and still managed to share a victory with Platinum Bullet in fast time. That was just – That was a big run. That was a big run. Yeah. And uh, Boz Taurus from 11 who yeah. only knows one way and Cocky yep. Joy tends to race pretty close to the speed. But exactly. They'll probably tuck in with Cocky Joy from 12. But, um, especially, if, especially if it's done, if, if everything has just been leading and winning in the lead-up yeah. too, like geez, they're going to be um, they're, they're going to be going hard, breaking records early. Number off leads, doesn't it? I think so. Nemiroff misses the kick on occasion as well. We need yep. to keep that in mind. But um, when assessing this race with time to sizzle, I think Marty's uh, probably got time to sizzle, ready to go fresh. With Matty Derrick going on, I'm not convinced that Matty's – because time to sizzle does have a few gate issues at times, uh, has missed it a couple of times. I I query if if, if Matty's the jockey to, to ping the lids with time to sizzle. Um, time to sizzle has one sitting in the past, but I don't think – That'll be an easy steer at all for Matty Derry with a sit. And I, I, I'm probably just going to take on time to sizzle with the fact I think it'll get taken on here. Even if it does lead, there's got to be that much speed in the race that it's not going to get it soft. Got some ability, but it's a bit chinky, isn't it, time to sizzle? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I just think with the map and all that speed outside of it, even if he does – um, if, if she does happen to find the top, I think there'll be enough speed coming across and taking it on. So I'm looking, looking to take on time to sizzle. Uh, I'm going to take on Prince of Outley. Always take on a horse off a really long break. Um, you'll be, you'll get a bit undone by that at times. But um, look, all in all, I, I think off the 474 days, it's it's so hard to get a horse to win first up. They're going to have to take a sit here. I'd suggest with the amount of speed in it. In saying that, looks pretty quick early in the recent trial absolutely um ping the lids and one in really really nice fashion so look we're taking on those two we're taking out a big chunk of the market straight away weaponson was huge can win again but 
how much works what happens are going to do our best breezes outside Nemer off with a horse probably three deep the trip outside of uh it as well mm. so yeah it'll be a messy messy looking map uh like a jaguar probably ends up three or four back the fence um we'll be looking for luck with luck can win again cocky joy is an impossible barrier 12 could end up being a blessing in disguise in a messy race three wide line is flying is flying mm. that could be at the spot to be glasgow girls trial is impossible to miss glasgow girls top form probably just about wins this but um i don't think they go anywhere near leading this race um i think there'll be a few back the fence but look glasgow girls a very interesting runner one i'll be looking for a price late on betfair yep. 20 30 plus type thing which might not eventuate that might be ambitious but um i do think it's capable at top form but it's not one you want to back each way or get too excited about and then you've got rebel yell who didn't have much luck last start expecting western eyes to come out after being um after being pretty ordinary midweek not pretty ordinary it was just Probably a little bit below par, mainly because I had a fairly large investment in it. But uh, look, the one runner, which um, I don't want to have a big bet here, but I'm going to have something on a marked favourite is Emilius Contraire um, for the Simon Milliard. He's found some form again. Uh, really nice trial. And they went around in 58.83, so it was a pretty sharp um, pretty sharp time they've run there. Didn't have the shades on from Natasha Fothel. Hit the line really nicely late. Uh, her top form is good enough to win this, and I think she does her best racing, as we learnt about her coming off the speed. So um, from barrier eight, look for her to be probably looks, like, looks four, a good setup for yeah, her. Yeah, four or five pairs back, one or two off, and we might be able to see her um, swallow them up fresh. Shades going on is is the key here. It shows a, a sign of intent, a degree of intent from the milliard. But look, as I said, not a race I want to get too keen on, but I've got Emilius Contreras in an 80% market, so we can bet at about five bucks. So the 8.50 or so, we can have a little spec, but um, not super confident, BJ. Yeah, I'd, I had no idea. Absolutely had no idea when I was doing this form last night. And Terry basically went through every runner and gave the <laughs> gave the pros and cons, and, and, I, and, I, and I agree with basically everything he said i'm not too keen on this race at all but the two that i like were seven amelia's contrary eight glasgow girl i thought that trial was was too good to ignore glasgow girl has showmanship form last preparation um always a always a um got a bit of spark first up glasgow girl and um from two can that speed can just rush around rush around her and ryan hill can just have her in, in a rhythm um without having to um be be burning um, and can sort of retreat out of that early speed battle and just be that horse in the spot there. Similarly, Amelia's Contraire is going to be back further than that, but is going to be sort of sweeping into the race with momentum, whereas a horse like Laka Jaguar is going to be back, fence, 59.5, luck, racing well, but can it out, does it, will it be able to build the momentum needed to withstand some of these horses? So, um, yeah, and I think late Betfair is going to, going to tell the story. Terry is a bit ambitious looking for my 20s or 30s there. With... Glasgow girl, potentially. Uh, but yeah, potentially. Maybe split the difference, like fifteens or something like that. Maybe mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but funny old race. But for me, if, if I was gun to head, if I'm looking to to have a uh, have a play in in this race, it'll either be the seven Amelia's Contra or the eight Glasgow girl. Just about Dutchman at the prices. Yeah. But yeah, it's gonna <laughs> sticky, sticky, sticky. Yeah. yeah, very sticky. Opinions will be varied. Race eight, the feature of the day, the Miss Andretti Stakes listed 1,100 metres, uh, 90 plus. But um, before, what a horse Miss Andretti was, Terry, mm. absolute superstar sprinter. And um, 
I think we, we've read the book. I think you've read the book. Good book. I think I remember you and Brittany Taylor were talking about the book and mm. when Britt was on the, the one one. David Mueller. And uh, she said it's the one of her favourite books of all time, the yeah. Miss Andrew books. So I'll have yeah, to get a copy of that. Yeah, that's a crack. I might have it upstairs in the bookcase. Oh, in that big in the book bookcase. bookshelf, I should say. Sorry. Yeah, I might be able to <laughs> lend it to you. Um, yeah, no, it's a uh, an absolute uh, cracker. I was actually living in um, Wales back uh, as a young gentleman at the age of 20 and um, Miss Andretti was going to Royal Ascot to take on Takeover Target. Gen- and, gentleman. Um, gentleman. 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 Yeah. And I, um, and I yeah, jumped on a, on a bus. I was pretty short of funds in that stage of proceedings and um, I jumped on a bus and um, my last uh, – we had about – I think we had about – Jeez, about 100 quid, I think, until we got paid. And it was 30 pounds to get the bus across to, uh, to Royal Ascot. We paid very cheap accommodation, 10, 15 quid. We kept enough to get a few froffies on the day and I had about 25 pounds left over. And I said, I'm going all the way to put this on uh, Miss Andretti. So I went across there and uh, we had our little bet on Miss Andretti at, uh, at five bucks and uh, five pounds. I should say, and uh, got the job done. Takeover target ran fourth, and um, Magnus, yeah, I, Magnus I, ran just third. About, yeah, it was a. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, right. That I wasn't, that was, I wasn't as, I wasn't that was as the, much of a that was purist. A, that was the 2007 King Stand Royal Ascot. I backed up four days later. Went around at about a dollar seventy, and as. I often say with sprinters, very hard to back up, very hard to. I don't like them on the short turnaround, and I think, uh, I think she failed. Uh, she failed miserably um, four days later. But uh, no, it was quite the experience, and uh, one I will never forget. Didn't wear the top hat though. Didn't go the tops and tails. You did not. No. So you haven't had the full raw. No, I haven't. Experience. No, it's something we'll uh, post uh, post pandemic. It's something I think we'll uh, we'll tick off. So I uh, might go up to Broome and then just keep going up to. One one travel tours. Yeah, one one travel. That's that's got to be the next stop, isn't it? <laughs> that's the obvious progression from here. So, so Miss Andretti, thirty one starts, nineteen wins, two point eight million dollars in prize money. What a star she was! She won a Winter Bottom Stakes here in the West back in two thousand and five. A Prince of Wales Stakes was then um, partly sold, I believe, and ended up with Lee Friedman. From there, she won. He kept David kept twenty five percent. Yeah, is that what happened? Was yep. it? Yep. Uh, from there, she won a Group One Manic. A Scalacci, a Lightning Stakes, which is the race that Elite Street will be targeting, an Australia Stakes Group One, Newmarket Handicap, beat Gold Edition. What a race that was! One of King Stand, absolute machine was Miss Andretti, and uh, raced in um, in the UK, and then had a crack in uh, at Sha Tin as well in a Group One Hong Kong Sprint. Absolute, what a what a star! And uh, have to have to get a look at that book off you, Terry. Very good stuff. Many leather bound books up there in the uh, one for the, the battlers that was with uh, leather bound. <laughs> uh, one for the battlers that was for uh, for David Mueller. Um, and the other horse I can remember of David Mueller's is a horse called Finnegan's Gold. Finnegan. Might have won a Narragin Cup. Yeah, I think you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I had a little. Yeah, went all, went all right with Finnegan's Gold. But uh, anyway, the Miss Andretti Stakes, uh, the listed race over the eleven hundred meters, a ninety plus rated event. Uh, let's speed map this one first, BJ. Sure. Um, Mervyn comes across and leads. Um, Mervyn will be definitely starting, my sources tell me. Um, little hoof abscess last start, so I don't think it was anything too uh, significant. It's a horse that um, tends to go better fresh. Uh, err, tends on, to, err on the side of caution. Err on the side of caution, exactly right. Tends to go better fresh, doesn't need a huge amount of work um, to get up and um, to be 100%. So look for Mervyn to cross these and lead. I went back and watched a few um, of his 
recent battles with Indian Pacific and Karakapo, or Indian Pacific more so, and just to make sure that he'd get across pretty comfortably. And I think he does here. I think, uh, and I don't think anybody will want to take on Mervyn knowing it's going to cook them. Um, the key for me underneath Mervyn is, and we saw Indian Pacific be too quick for Karakapo last start, but the interesting part here will be, I think Jason Brown will be really keen to hold Mervyn's back, and I think that's the spot you'll want to be. I thought Karakapo was a lot. Showed a lot more gate speed than I expected the other day. That was um, very he looked very sharp, didn't he? Over the thousands, he so, certainly did. Yeah. He certainly did. Made to, made Indian Pacific just burn a little bit early, which was yeah, which was did. A fascinating he tactical. It, he ended up getting it soft as part of the way out in front. That that was a gift to Indian Pacific the other day, in a race where I mean, yeah, there wasn't a huge amount really in that. Once once Mervyn was scratched, is the reason Indian Pacific started a dollar seventy on the exchange. So, um, but it'll be interesting here if Caracaba kicks up, makes Indian Pacific sit in the breeze with fifty eight and a half. I think Indian Pacific's got to be one of your knocks for the day, and that's I know that's probably a, a pretty big call, but it's at the two dollars thirty or so. I think we can look to take on Indian Pacific here. Um, horses find a reach a mark eventually. I think he will tighten up a little bit from that run. He was obviously a month or two between runs with the winter bottom stakes. Um and he's all class, don't get me wrong. But um, I noticed he was a little bit wobbly on the on the turn. Um Indian. I know I know he's got well documented knee issues mm. in the Pacific. So I just thought he was um yeah, like he didn't rail all that all that well on Saturday. Um two weeks ago rather. Um just something oh, I, ju- just, just something I know. And his speed. Hmm. Speed. But once he balanced up and Chrissy Parnham riding like a demon, like he was always gonna gonna get the cash. But yeah, I just know. I just thought that it was interesting to know that he just sort of was a bit wobbly, I thought. But mm. um but that might have been a uh fresh thing or it might who knows? But they might have just gone the wrong leg or whatever. But I'm with you. I'm I'm, I'm looking to take on Indian Pacific as well. I think we got it, don't we? Yep. Um, Mervyn actually meets Indian Pacific for their last meeting. Um, yeah, anyway, sorry. With the speed map, we'll finish there first. Yep. Um, so from there, uh, I mean, if Indian Pacific finds it back in Mervyn, it is. It's going to be super hard to beat. That'll be the, the perfect trail you want, especially with the big easterly in play. Uh, Misty Medal from nine. Interesting what they do there. Do they? I guess they come across with Indian Pacific and try to try to slot in maybe a 1-1. One, one. They one, could, one. if they jump and sprint quick enough, try and find the breeze, but I don't think that's going to be a possibility. And Indian Pacific won't be too keen to sit on the back of Misty Medal because they'll probably have to make a sustained run from the 5-600, I'd suggest. Um, she doesn't have that speed, that electric speed. No, anymore. not like she used to. No. Not like she used to, I don't think. So they might, I mean. I think they're they, reluctant to use it anyway. They might yeah. even want to just ride her cold and see if she can hit the line or mm-hmm. something. But um, she actually went okay last start. Yeah, she I was good. I thought she went pretty well. But um, then you've got all the back markers. That's whether you want to delve into that. So I think straight away you need to make a decision as a punter if you want to say, okay, I think this will be dominated by the on-speed horses. Or you say, well, Mervyn coming off a setback in the Pacific, getting a tougher run with more weight. Caracarpo uh, potentially just being a length off the top liners. Do we want to take them on? Do we think they're going to stop? Do we think that we can see horses go past them? Essential Spice for me, Pete, last start, up to the 1100. Pike off, can't have. Uh, why choose her was huge. Uh, Samazdat, I think, did the bullocking work underneath runners. Didn't actually get the card into the race. I think, I think Samazdat would improve. Yep. Was good late. And then there's obviously Flirtini, um, who Pike is jumping on for. The wide gate doesn't look ideal, but if they're stopping any in front, these races can change complexion quickly. So why choose her as a standout of those runners for me? Probably three or four back the fence. Um, Lucy will be looking to dissect the field and get through. Look... It depends which way I'm. you want to go with the race. Uh, the way I'm looking at playing this race, BJ, is I'm going to back Luke, Fernie and Mervyn in here. Um, I'm, I, I think the big weight swing on Indian Pacific from such a narrow margin last time they met, the Easterly in play, the horse in front over the 1,100 metres. Um, Mervyn's 
Mervyn's been a very good horse to me over the journey. I've enjoyed the ride you have with a horse. It's foolproof. You know what he's going to do. Like with a horse like White Choose Her, we're going to be we're going to be several back the fence, looking and needing luck. So look, I'm going to give Mervyn another chance. Currently six bucks. I've marked four eighty. I think we might see better on the exchange though, potentially just due to the fact that um, he's off a setback, but um, he is the 90-rater in a 90-plus, and you know I do enjoy that, BJ, but um, I am going to be chopping out on why choose her at the eight or nine bucks. Um, I just think um, I just think that uh, her form is is simply too good to ignore, and if the gaps open up, I think the four-and-a-half kilo swing on Flirtini um, could be the difference if, if they have a similar type of run in transit, and really, in theory, why choose her should have a softer run. Why choose her for me? Oh. Yeah. I uh, this mare's <laughs> flying, flying, so tough, flying Ryan. so tough, flying, Se- Ryan. flying, That's your flying, flying, yeah. uh, second in the jungle mist, huge, um, seventh in the jungle dawn, beaten one point three lengths, so that was uh, that was that blanket blanket finish with mm-hmm. several unlucky runners, then ran into then ran into that son of a god race. 1200 meters who was the horse that led that was zebel wasn't it zebel second why choose her but it's a leader leaders back top set up it was her why choose her summer scorcher run as terry said was just too good to ignore mm-hmm. um essential spice is has an electric turn of foot and she loomed like she was going to go straight past why choose her and why choose her just put the afterburners on and just absolutely um just just drew clear drew away from essential spice who's a good who's a good sharp sprinter in her own right and just attacked the line with such ferocity over a thousand meters the other day for for lucy warwick geez it was a good run yeah just and just the way that she lengthened and leveled and just that was yeah that was the first time i think that i've really appreciated just what how much talent why choose her has obviously gate one doesn't have a huge huge amount of gate speed um is going to need plenty to go right it's going to need galloping room this this has traffic problems written all over it in a way although mervyn ma- mervyn to give mervyn- a kick and even if caracarp or, or i any pacific are on um mervyn's back i expect both of them to give good kicks too so yep. it's not like you've got a roadblocks dollar pop yeah yep. big roadblock right yep. in the way so um yeah yeah could well suit so i just think just the way she's going from gate one railing peeling space the 1100 is more suitable as well. letting down i just think it's, it's she's undeniable her chances are undeniable why mm-hmm. choose her um and um yeah that's the way that's the way i'm going yep i like it i like it it's a race as i said i'm really happy playing it in the the two sort of segments you've got those horses up front um, and then you've got the back markers and and for me mervyn the weight swing on on indian pacific and the prices that's obviously massive for me indian mervyn's currently 650 across the board and then uh you're talking the eight bucks for for why choose her i think's the the best or the most in form of the um the sit and sprinters here so um yeah i think we can you can sort of take one from the leading division and take one from the the back markers and um have a play around the pair do you think there's a chance cara capo could get out get out to a silly Price bet Car, yeah. Just can Caracapo turn the tables on on Indian Pacific for the two kilo weight swing? Mm. It's, but yeah, Car- well, Caracapo has won several times in the past at a big price. Remember yeah. when Caracapo went around at um, it was in great form. I think it might have been won a couple in a row and went around about thirty odd to one. That was because this will test you it was dollar thirty. Um, but um, when we saw three starts back. Caracapo won a six horse race at. Oh, I think it was close to twenty bucks on on the exchange. He's so off, often underrated, isn't he? Caracapo? Very much. So I reckon you'd have a very good ROI if you followed uh, the Sam Trimboli owned Caracapo every start. Uh, he's gone around it, so um, just looks like a horse is going to be in the right spot. It's, it's going to be the right spot, and if he's but whether he's good enough, we'll see. 
we'll find out. But I just thought he could be the sort of horse who gets a squeeze, maybe yep. $20 bet fair. I don't know. Maybe not. He's a first four horse, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Terry. Okay, BJ, I'm not actually going to say the name of this race because I can't pronounce the word as we've uh, we figured out in the past. But more importantly, it's time for the uh, the Get Out Stakes. The first uh, the first time we've recorded one in 2021. We've obviously had the Perth Cup, but it's the first time we've recorded one. But how do I spell stakes, BJ? S-T-E-A-K-S, Terry, not to be confused with the other stakes, but this is the Get Out Stakes. And we actually had a little steak sandwich just, just to kick things off this Pre morning. Pre-10 a.m. steak sandwich. <laughs> Never, never too early to have a uh, steak sandwich. Concur. Concur. However, um, no listeners, just be aware there was no. This is a, there was a pineapple yeah. free zone this morning for some reason. I'm not sure. Pantry's running, running, mm. uh, running low it's been here. A tough start to 2021. <laughs> yeah, just, just the necessities at the moment. A little bit of a blade steak in there. After, uh, after truly great, got rolled. Terry came home and ate, uh, ate. Uh, <laughs> His pineapple straight from the can, so we're all uh, we're we're all out here. But um, the extremely popular Get Out Steaks is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he runs the show. You swing past, say good day. Timmy and his team will look after you, especially if they know that you are a one-one listener. Congratulations to our episode fifty-eight Get Out Steaks winner, Adam Highland. Congratulations, mate. Hopefully, you've uh, you've been in to see Timmy and the squad at Market City Meats and picked up your Group One delicious um, Get Out Steaks. Bit of sirloin there. Um, hopefully, you enjoy those when you fire up the barbie, Adam. Now to enter this week's Get Out Steaks. Race nine, Ascot on Saturday. Please hit us up on Twitter at the one one pod. Who you think will win race nine and a decimal winning margin? Get out stakes. Remembering the Sam White rule, Terry. First in, best dress. First in, best dress. So get in quick and um, let's get cracking on the preview for race nine, the Quay Clean Handicap. Never <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to live that one down, are we? Fair enough, too. The Key Clean Handicap. The Adi- key, the key clean. There you go. Very good. Got it right. 1,800 metres, rating 72 plus. This is a really good race to it's finish a cracker, the day. It's a cracker, isn't it? This, this, this is going to have a lot of people going to have a big spring in their step. There's, if you like one, um, there's a bit of there's a bit of flesh on the bone, as Terry would like to say. Yes. And, uh, and also if you like someone away, something away from the obvious, you're going to get inflated odds, I think. so. But it does look on paper anyway. A three-way race between the very promising four-year-old mares, Naughty by Nature, Rationale and Aberdeen Queen. Terry, are they the three? And uh, which way do you lean? Those three will be heading the majority of the markets. Yes, I would say so. I, um, I. Well, you're going to be contrarian. Oh, uh, well, the odds, the odds aren't enthusing me as much as I'd, uh, I'd hoped. I was hoping to see. Uh, Friar Esk chew up a bit more of the market. I don't think Friar Esk can win, so I was hoping to see Friar Esk with W Pike on board at the sort of around five, six bucks, which would mean there'd be a bit more meat elsewhere. But um, I think the market currently looks looks pretty good here. Um, I'm, I'm going to focus on Naughty by Nature and Aberdeen Queen in particular. Um, I thought Rationale, while being really good last start, uh, found a far inferior not a far inferior race but a slightly inferior race i don't think she's i don't really want to knock happening uh rationale though it sounds like that's what i'm doing i think she's extremely progressive but um she does get off the bit requires a bit of luck she might end up three or four back the fence here no i'm not four back probably three back the fence here or just in a little bit of traffic for paul harvey who's riding at 55 and a half as well and i mean she was so strong at the finish the other day she was the seas parted and she got the run uh, was under pressure, was out sprinted and pocketed at a stage. Does she have that tactical, those 
those tactical weapons that some of the other horses have that uh, can get her out of a out of a uh, pickle. If exactly she, if she right. To, yeah. I don't know if Naughty by Nature has the same sort of quirks, and she might um, have the fluency sort of from the six to the four to be off and going and, and nick the race when Rationale uh, is still trying to get into her work. So I mean, look, the, the key way to look at this race for me is we go to the Latrice over the eighteen hundred meters. Dance music, Nick Depp. Naughty by Nature ended up on the wrong back. Um, absolutely murdered the line with Chantria on her back and she held Chantria really well then. Um, but then we look further afield and we, we go back to Aberdeen Queen who was beaten um, a long way, five five and a half lengths, 5.2 lengths. Um, but Aberdeen Queen never saw daylight. It just – and it never saw – She never, two saw, races she in never row, saw daylight yeah. the previous start. And the prior outing, she wasn't 100% fit when trying to circle the field with a massive weight um, in the Grandstand Cup at Pinjarra. And that was after first up, she didn't have any luck um, midweek for, for the young apprentice. So Aberdeen Queen, I think, is the one with the most upside in this race. Um the just that they're going to be varied opinions on how much forgiveness we can give her, but I can't see how we can't forgive a horse that's held up. There's a difference of being held up to um to putting in a shocker. So uh, marking this race, I found quite interesting. I had to give Naughty by Nature. I think Naughty by Nature is the one we know will definitely run the eighteen hundred. Um, there's a chance Aberdeen Queen. Who I think is better. She it's, has it's going to be a genuinely run race with Corporate Larrikin rolling. Yeah? Exactly right. I think if Aberdeen Queen jumps on the back of Corporate Larrikin, she can't win. Um, I don't think she's going to be suited to towing up the rest of the field. I don't think she's going to be suited to having to do the bullocking work behind Corporate Larrikin. So if I – and I will probably end up saving Aberdeen Queen, I think, here. Um, you'd, you'd almost love to see her three-back the fence on the yep. back of a Juicing Carrots or even Bella's Idol if they can jump out the gates and roll across and just be cuddled up and saved a little bit more. Um, I love the appointment of Chris Parnham. He's obviously flying at the moment. Gets in on the minimum. Uh, she's a horse that, will, as I said last week or whenever she last ran a fortnight ago, she'll be an 85 rater in not too long. Um, and she'll be carrying um, sort of closer to 58, 59 in this type of race. So the 54 is a luxury at the moment. But, um, yeah, I think Naughty by Nature just might um, might have the, the tactical speed. Barrier 3 might be an advantage as well, being able to get out and rolling when she needs to roll. I just think Naughty by Nature has been so stiff not to win um, her last three, really. Uh, and this this looks such a nice setup. So, look, I'm expecting the winner to come from those two. And I'm expecting a big, big, big run from the horse who I said I think will, will toe up um, the rest of the field behind Corporate Larrikin. And that is Juicing Carrots. I think Juicing Carrots with Mitchie Pateman going on um, will run a really big race. I really like that as a jockey change prior form um, around Nerf Bosk. And then the, the race before that um, beating home MTA was, was really – Good enough for this. Good enough for this, one hundred percent. And and he has the advantage of probably looking the winner with two hundred to go, um, while Naughty by Nature and Aberdeen Queen will be chasing. So if you're looking for a bit of value in the last, um, there are worse bets than juicing carrots. But um, no, it'll be Naughty by Nature and Aberdeen Queen for me. But at three thirty-five bucks, it's not necessarily a huge amount of meat there at this stage, BJ. And I don't think we'll see any more either. Yeah, Naughty by Nature. Been we've been tracking her. Closely, all preparation got one collect out of her. I think that's about it. Mm. Um, yeah, we stood that. Um, that was that, the day I was on the second race <laughs> at 50 to 1. <laughs> that the Mum champagne was going to be flowing down to the stone mm. motherless first up. She never got out. It's just been yeah. one of those preps for Naughty by Nature, isn't it? It's been incredible viewing. Um, uh, this is it. This is this is the day. Should this be. is the day. Uh, stuck behind some Terry Layton trademark roadblocks in uh, the please. in the Latrice. Just got shunted off the course while dance music class mare railed, pinched it, um, savaged the line. 
Come on, CJP. This is this is uh, this is your opportunity for a bit of redemption here, mate. This is uh, Clint Johnston Porter, Gate Three. Keep her out of trouble. Uninterrupted run. Um, good luck holding her out on the line. Uh, short enough, but um, but I think she's uh, she's the clear on top selection. And I'm with you. I've I've got um, I, I marked them all similarly, but I've got Ab- Aberdeen Queen ahead of Rationale. Mm-hmm. and the um, the fly on the ointment horse, Mister Canifer. No. No, I can't have it. Can't have it? No. At every the way I see this race, um, the way I see this race is three segments. You're either gonna see corporate larrikin steal it, right? Yeah. Out in front. Very, very unlikely. Okay. Yeah. But big easterly in play, fifty one kilos. You know, sometimes the leaders just kick and they they keep going. Option two is Bella's Idol and Juicing Carrots might sit second, third, and they get their little break on the field and off they go. Bella's Idol was really good last time. Super, really I think good. super. It's been unlucky in Super All Prep. Yeah. Um, and then you have um, and then you have the the chasers and the chasers. You got Friaresque with sixty one. You have got a few other roughies, but you got Naughty by Nature. You've got Aberdeen Queen, and you have Mister. Cornifer and you have Rationale. If they all sprint together, there is not in no world Mr. Cornifer outsprints all three of them or all four of them. If you are that's so that's where I'm coming from, Mr. Yeah. I think yeah. Mr. Cornifer is just it's in the wrong segment. Like can't outsprint them, and that's the only way it wins his race. It can outsprint a couple on, on its day potentially they don't turn up or whatnot, but it can't outsprint all three of them. Fair enough. So, um, so just just a bit of a, a lay down there. Just, just, dunk, yeah. just dunked on me. Just a little bit of a, a lay down yeah. late on. Um, yeah. I, I think that this is the naughty by nature get out stakes and um, fingers crossed CJP can do the right thing by by uh, the, the boys here at the one one. Yep, I got naughty by nature two dollars eighty five. So even the three thirty is probably a slight bet, but um, that, just that. very wary on. We don't know how good Aberdeen Queen is going, and yeah. I actually I actually spoke to Deshaun um, and he, he thought she would have gone closer, pretty winning yep. the Latrice. So um, so do you think we'll have holiday blaring in the in the speakers after, well, after the get out stakes? I'm actually going to be on holiday yeah. actually. Yeah, down at Smith's Beach Resort. This weekend, so I'll be watching it uh, overlooking Smith's Beach. I've uh, yeah, I've designated a little window to uh, to stop the socialising from one till five. <laughs> Not bad on a two day holiday, to be honest with you. But uh, yes, I hope so. I hope there's a celebratory uh, red afterwards to uh, to uh, to toast Naughty by Nature's long awaited victory. It's been a tough horse to me this campaign, VJ. Don't know if there's been a tougher horse to me in a campaign in the past. Yeah, but we, we've stuck fat though. Yeah, we have. Well, you got you got your collect though. That's the thing. I didn't get. Not only did I not get mine, but it knocked me out with Elementaria at any old price. Oh, that's right. Yes. So yeah. it's that's why it's been such a hard horse to me and such a tough horse to me. But um, yeah, this this does look the race. But I am just very very fearful of what Aberdeen Queen has under the hood. But looking at how the betting went, sorry to I'll, I'll finish yeah, on this race. Um, the betting and the Latrice. All, it's all about the betting and the yeah. betting and the Latrice. We saw Naughty by Nature and Aberdeen Queen, pretty similar prices. I think they were seven bucks versus 10. Um, Naughty by Nature, the shorter of the pair. By the end, it was 4.20, the exchange, Naughty by Nature, and it was, I think Aberdeen Queen was 11 bucks. Yeah. So we saw them go in that direction. There will be natural support for Chris Parnham. There'll be natural support for the two and a half two and kilo, and a half kgs, yeah. uh, weight swing. But again, we just simply don't know how Aberdeen Queen will go um, at the eighteen hundred and how well she's exactly going because she's been held up the last two. So okay, finishing up now. It's time for our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Miss Andretti stakes at Ascot this weekend. Terry, what's your Betfair best? Last of the line, comfortably marked even money. Notations pre odds where a two dollars fifty plus load up, so we can still get that after the even the money's come early. So happy to be on. Bang. Last of the line. Last of the line. Yeah, last of the line. Very keen myself as well. I'm going to go for my bet fair best though. Once again, naughty by nature. Oh dear. In the last uh, 
touch over what about 330 i think you can get about 350 if you're lucky at the moment mm. uh, compared to the two dollars something two dollars 35 i think for last line i think naughty by nature was my bet fair best of the day on the perth cup pod i think it was like seven dollars at the time and up starting almost half that cjp over to you my friend uh maddie twenty dollars plus this isn't a car i haven't mentioned a twenty dollar plus horse Pretty much throughout, so I um this will this is very un I feel like it's very un me to some degree, but uh, difficult one to find a Maddie BJ. But um, have you got anything for us at all? At this moment in time, for for the way that the markets are structured, there are there's like a very small percentage of horses that fit into our category. Mm -hmm. So what I've done is I've I've looked at all those those horses that are twenty one dollars or twenty one plus, and look at their very best. Who can possibly win at that price? And the horse that I've landed on for my Maddie of the day, race eight, number one, Vital Silver. Mm. If he brings anywhere near his peak performance, he can give this a shake. It does have 62 kilos, 1,100 meters. It's a leveler. I do know, I do know that the Pierce brothers, I feel as though their horses are going better now than they have at any other stage of the season thus far. They're winning lots of races. Yeah, the champs back. When they, when they get, um, when they, get into that zone, they go bang, 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 bang. Expecting to see a uh, sharp improvement from Vital Silver and uh, $35 best available, that's mad enough for me. Uh, all day sessions, $18 across the board. I, if I say one over 20, I'm literally just saying a name for the sake of it. So uh, all day session, love Mitchie going on, uh, mapped to get a nice run. I probably won't even back it at the 18s. If I get 20 plus late, the exchange might have a spec, but um, all day sessions, I think is one that can run a, an improved race. Good gate, M Pateman. Biggest lay of the day, Terry. Well, there's a couple. We want to take on any. I've marked Indian Pacific 350, so at the 230, it could well be it. But I'm going to go the two-year-old race, actually. BJ, I'm going to take on Talk About You. Okay. Um, got Marty Allen on the uh, SEN uh, show on Saturday morning, so bet, I'm sure he'll tell edge. me that I've the Betfair Edge. So um, I'm sure he'll tell me I've uh, I've got this wrong. But uh, drawn outside of Amelia's Trant and Chant and Green and Shady, won't find the rail. You wouldn't have thought it's a, a lot lot harder uh, affair out there at two dollars eighty. I reckon that is bare bones. So we're going to take on Talk About You Race Two. All right, uh, as I mentioned in my. Uh, during the preview, my I'm going to take on Indian Pacific. Mm -hmm. Very good horse. He's been a good horse to me over the journey. But uh, I just think he's a little bit susceptible in the Miss Andretti Stakes on Saturday for a variety of reasons. So I'm uh, I'm laying Indian Pacific, who is currently two dollar thirty five favourite in race eight of the day. Very good. It's a um, interesting one, Indian Pacific, because it's a horse that's uh, smashed in betting the majority of uh, his starts. But um, I think there'll be a few people that uh, will look to get him beaten here. A horse eventually reaches his mark or um, finds a race setup that isn't as suitable. So um, betting late will be um, very interesting with Indian Pacific. Always uh, the exchange late tells a story, doesn't it? So, it certainly does. Um, yes, yeah, so that brings our preview to a close, Terry.